Hello, everyone. Welcome to the inaugural first edition of The Lab, brought to you by Demand Science. This podcast is going to come to you um, with a little bit of a, a twist um, on sales and marketing. Most podcasts out there that uh, I've come across and you probably come across are either focused specifically on the B2B seller or the B2B marketer. Um, here at Demand Science, we, we know that both is important and both work so closely aligned. What we'd love to do is, is bring you in um, and, and grab the points of view on some hot topics in the space from both the uh, viewpoint of a seasoned sales leader and a seasoned marketing leader. So I'm Chris Rack, Chief Revenue Officer of Demand Science. I've been with the company for about six years, been selling and in sales leadership for almost 20. Um, joining me today, we have uh, two really, really great guests. I'm most certainly really pumped to have them. We have Kevin McEwen, Executive Vice President of Sales for Mailgun. Kevin, tell us a little about yourself. Sure. I've been in uh, SaaS sales for 20 years now. Um, most recently been at uh, Mailgun, which is a SaaS-based ESP based in San Antonio, Texas. And we support many great brands and ensuring they can get their emails out in a timely fashion. <clears throat> So Kevin is going to represent the sales side of the house today, team sales, team seller. Um, on the marketing side of the house, we have Daryl Prale, uh, Chief Marketing Officer for Agora Paulson. Daryl, tell us about yourself. Mr. Rack, thanks for having me here. Uh, I am Daryl Prale. I am the Chief Marketing Officer at Agora Pulse. You can't be a marketing officer unless you know how to yell loud in podcasts like I'm doing now. So that's the first thing you need to know. I am a recognized uh, public speaker, award-winning content producer, podcast host myself, recently voted third best B2B marketer on LinkedIn. Mom would be so proud. And currently, I run the show at Agora Pulse, one of the top social media management platforms in the world, uh, previously having some experience in selling as well, most recently being uh, chief revenue officer at VanillaSoft, the sales engagement platform. So that's it, my friend. I'm boring. I was going to say, you you are a recovering chief revenue officer. I am. Yeah. In fact, I am one of the rarities uh, where a marketer became a chief revenue officer and even more rev, uh, rare, a chief revenue officer that after five years left to go back to marketing. So there you go. Now, why does that happen? Oh, I can actually answer that question. I, I like when I can answer questions. Uh, why did I leave? Two, two things. Uh, one. Uh, I got bored five years. It was time for a change. I just needed a fresh challenge. Um, number two, though, um, you know, as much as I love sales and it's integral to me being a good marketing executive, I completely despise the grind of that weekly, monthly, quarterly, annual number. Just, just grates my nerves. So there you go. That's my answer. Yeah, I think me and Kevin could both, we're both, there's a lot of head nodding happening there, right? The grind, you know, it's, uh, it's a, you adequately described as a grind. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, I definitely feel you on that. So this week's topic, speaking of CROs, interesting lead in for a new podcast host that I am. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the role of the CRO and uh, its place in B2B. Um, a lot of discussion, a lot of just a lot of interesting points on there and whether the, the CRO role should even exist, right? What's the point, right? Should, you know, why, why are there CROs? Is it just a B2B SAT? There's so many questions that we'll eventually jump into, but before we really dive into the nitty gritty, you know, let, let's, let's start here, right? I mean, uh, what, what do we think as a group and feel free, whoever wants to jump in first, 
what do we think the CRO role is? Like, what what is the what does it do? What is the purpose? What is the point? So just thinking about this I, I'll let, oh, I want Kevin to answer, but Kevin, I do have to ask a question here. Yeah. Chris's title is CRO. Is this actually a podcast for the audience or to help him? I'm just curious. <laughs> We're helping him help write his job description for his boss. It was actually, I'm taking, <laughs> dil, I'm taking diligent notes on what I should exactly be doing day to day. There we go. Then Kevin, away, to, away with you, my friend. Go. Yeah. So last night I was thinking about this and when was the first time I'd ever heard the title CRO? Uh, I've been in software sales for over 20 years now and six different software companies. And it, it was always SVP of sales, PVP of sales, something of that nature. And then at some point, the CRO title started to merge. I don't know, maybe three or four years ago. When do you guys think you first started? <clears throat> Sorry, yeah, I couldn't hear that, that last Sorry. comment you made. Uh, when do you think you first heard the title CRO? I mean, I'm really trying to think the first time it came across that title maybe four years ago i was going to say five or six years ago but we're in the same ballpark yeah, yeah so, and even then in that time it was it was like a cro like what's a cro like what i don't i don't get it is that just another title for a vp of sales like no one understood it yeah what's the given the title of cro in july of 2016 so that would be that would be what, six just, just six. almost six years ago yep and at the time I had no idea what that was, uh, and I'm pretty sure it was just for the sole purpose of convincing me to take the job as the SVP of sales with a fancier title. And I'm pretty sure that's how that began, in all honesty. Well, I want to go back and answer your question. What do we think is the definition of a CRO? Well, and from my point of view, I think the definition of the CRO is a reflection of the customer journey. I think we're a much different buyer today than we were five or 10 years ago. We do a lot of self-service. We do a lot of education. We, we hang out in communities. We talk to each other. Everything we talk about right there, that's all the purview of marketing. You know, get, get found, get heard, get validated, get the leads in. Uh, and then we segue over to sales where you want to do that handoff uh, and ultimately, you know, be close. It's a buyer's journey. And I think a CRO is a reaction to that. It's a reaction to the fact that we understand now that the buyer's journey doesn't start when the sales rep reaches out to them on a cold call. It starts long before then. And if you don't have a cohesive journey with a shared goal and an aligned message, then you're destined to fail. Another thing I was thinking about last night is I think about all the executive leadership team meetings I'm in with a CMO, CRO, or sorry, COO and CFO and COO. And that they're, you know, important decision points of a business, but yet oftentimes revenue is probably one of the most important things in the business as well. And there should be a you know a person in that same realm that has the same level of impact on decision process with the business, right? Because without revenue, none of this other stuff matters, right? So this kind of C-suite of key decision leaders should include someone that represents that acquisition model, right? Uh, to me, that's probably why it came to be. Uh, but I, also see all too often it's mislabeled as this head of marketing and sales, but yet I've never met too many people in my sales career other than maybe Chris Rack that really are great marketers and great salespeople in one. It's a rarity that I've encountered in my career. I don't know, Daryl, maybe you're the, the second one, uh, but I've not found many people that are very deeply skilled in both of those categories. <laughs> and yeah, and you won't, and that's that's a whole 
massive conversation that we should get into at one point in this, because I think the CRO role is dangerously close to falling into a different title for a VP of sales when that's not the purpose of the role. To your point, a CRO role should be somebody who knows marketing as well as sales and is uniquely positioned to be the person that creates alignment, which is where I'll be contentious. And I'll say the CRO role was likely created because CEOs did not know how to create alignment between sales and marketing. And instead of owning it themselves, they abdicated responsibility and they created the whole role. That's my theory. I have no proof to back that up. But I look at the genesis, the CRO role as being because CEOs didn't have an freaking clue on what to do well and it's just hard i don't think i think they had a clue it's just a do you in the ass i mean it's just it's just the it's the worst right i mean sellers you know i mean your 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 head of sales is usually one of the strongest personalities in the room right and yes usually, and they always i mean we we've all done the role so let's not pretend that we all don't throw around the client and the revenue stick when it serves our purpose Maybe whenever, no whenever something gets contention, we take the big stick and throw it around and hit people over the head with it. And then the marketer is always is always just playing the, the same role, but from a different perspective and talking about how, you know, that they're they would be great if it wasn't for sales weighing them down. Right. And then, you know, so what it ends up being is the CEO basically playing pissing match between the two. And I think most executives, especially C-levels and CEOs, just got tired of it. So, you know, I do believe I concur that advocating the responsibility to someone else who could take that off the CEO's plate is what it was designed to. I think eventually what happened, like most things, is software companies and up-and-coming companies, and people just started creating rando titles. And the CRO, in some essence, has become a rando title, right? There are very few CROs who own both the sales and marketing side of the business, right? Just like chief growth officers, or what it, now we're seeing chief experience officers, chief customer growth office. I mean, like people just keep making up random chief positions. And I think the CRO is, I want to say at risk to becoming one of those. It is, but let me push back. So if I'm at a, I, I think the whole, the function of the CRO has a role to play at a certain size company. I genuinely do. But if I'm in an early stage company, we'll say less than 10 million. Do I need a CRO? I mean, if I got a VP of sales and a VP of marketing, isn't the CEO effectively the CRO? Aren't they the ones who are supposed to have alignment? Isn't that why we have an executive leadership team? I mean, arguably below 200 million, why do you need that many layers, right? All you're yeah. doing is aggregating reporting stats, right? Versus having a true leader that's deep and close enough to the actual sales motion, know what the hell's going on, right? <clears throat> yeah, I think. Finding that finding that sweet spot is definitely a challenge, and it's and it's interest and and it, the hardest part is find finding the person to do it, right? Like it's it's like as Kevin mentioned, finding someone who's equally versed and be able to speak really solidly about the sales motion and the marketing motion and how to combine them in alignment equally, right? There's a reason why historically that's been the CEO because the CEOs are usually the most diversified talent pool Boom. in the company. Yes, you know, and you nailed it. You know, so not only so now with the CRO role, what we're actually saying we want to do is try to find like a little mini CEO, right? And CEOs don't grow on trees, and a lot of the times, especially in the software and SaaS space, these CEOs are founders, right? And that's why they struggle because they may have had a great idea, they might have built a great piece of technology, they might be great engineers, they might have all that, but aligning humans, which is the essence of the CRO role, is massively challenging.
So then let me ask you this. Does the CRO, my, my goodness, CRO role, uh, you got to be sober when you're saying that. Uh, does it only include sales and marketing or does it include sales, marketing and success? So it, oddly enough for me, my, my CRO role is only is both sales and customer experience, right? So I don't, I don't oversee marketing. We have a separate CMO. So, so to, to answer your question, it could, because, you know, in my world, I only handle two of those three because we're, again, where I sit after you on, after you win the client, which is the key function of sales, retaining and taking care of that client is, is in essence, a sub I, I believe is, is just another department underneath the sales head, right? I believe that customer experience segment, onboarding, retention, <clears throat> You know, success should be is is the is one of the most directly aligned selling skills that's out there. Just kind of framed differently. I think the answer to your question also is decided by the expansion footprint of the SaaS business. I and yeah. my current business has a very high expansion model, and you know, we land and expand very heavily. So I own net new logo and logo expansion or expansion within the current accounts, and so. But the marketing function is completely separate from my responsibility. So I think the SaaS motion that you're in is going to define that pretty clearly. <clears throat> so what about all the organizations out there right now who have a CRO who's just head of sales? Are they CROs or are they simply a way to give them a different title, maybe not more money and keep them around a little longer because they're resume building? That's I think most most folks are going to take the title if someone wants to give it to them. I know I did. Yep. I mean, like I'm gonna, you know, like straight up, I was like, oh, this guy wants to give me a C, a C level title, I'm gonna scoop it. But I've always been. I mean, when I started here at, at at Demand Science, I mean, the sales organization was three people, right? So I was the chief revenue officer of three people, and and maybe I was the CRO because we didn't really have a marketing team, right? I was kind of it as well too in that early early stage side. But um, I think. If I were to put a percentage on it, Daryl, for me, I think most of, I'd probably say the majority, 60, 65% plus of the CROs out there are really just sales leaders with a, a fancier title. And I think there's about 35% who are who are really owning that alignment across the whole customer journey. That's just my 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 gut feeling. And to add to that, if they don't have a, a seat at the ELT table with the rest of the C-suite, it's just a meaningless title, right? I mean, that's ultimately the point of the title would be to give you influence at the executive level to me. Okay. So here's my biggest beef with every CRO out there who has ownership for marketing, but has no marketing experience is that the person who appointed that person CRO needs to be shot and fired because what's going to happen is the organization will skew heavily towards sales because it's what that executive knows. Yet every CRO I know who's in this situation vehemently denies it and claims they know marketing. So let me ask you two gentlemen, if I'm a CRO listening to this podcast right now, but I have no marketing experience, what do you think? Am I legitimately a CRO or what should I do? So I think, I think everybody thinks they know marketing first off, right? Like that's just the, I don't care if you're the CFO, the CEO, the CRO, <laughs> The CXO, yes, like I don't yes. care who you are, no, for whatever true. reason, for whatever reason, every, I mean, all of our egos are so large, and especially the higher you get up the food chain, you everybody just thinks you know marketing. We all have opinions about Super Bowl ads. We all have opinions about 
this company's brand or whether it should be a billboard or what this website looks like or all that. Really, most of the time, we don't really know what we're talking about, but we like to think that we do, right? So I think that that's the biggest problem is that everybody thinks they can do marketing, right? So marketing, if there is no pure CMO, it's always somebody who thinks they can do marketing on top of what they do really, really well, right? Which is a problem in itself. But to answer your question, I, I, I mean, you, it's it's just tough to find a person who's done both. Really, I mean, really, it's just really tough to find someone who's been a, a, sen- a more senior full-time marketing leader and a senior full-time sales leader. So I don't, I don't know how many humans there are on the planet who've done enough of both to be a true CRO. So I guess the, my biggest question is why did they include marketing in the CRO title? Why is it not just acquisition and growth? I mean, that's truly what most CROs master, right? So why not reframe the role to what it is versus pretend that they're experts in marketing? That, that's my biggest beef with it. When I took this role, um, the CEO and I were talking about whether I was an SVP of sales or a CRO, and they held it as a kind of a potential upgrade carrot for me down the road. And I said, you know, I, I really don't think I'm ever going to be a marketing guru. So is this an impossible step for me to get to, right? Uh, I'm not trying to be a marketing person or a marketing expert. I'm never going to get there. So it almost like eliminated that as a role for me, even though I'm, you know, 20 plus years and done tons of opportunities, tons of, of great, great growth companies. So, yeah. so much acquisition is, is now focused around the marketing function. So many companies are so heavily reliant on at that inbound flow of leads to acquire, to acquire, I mean, Kevin, me and you are, we're fair. I mean, I, I don't want to say we're dinosaurs, but <laughs> in the grand scheme, in the grand scheme of the world, like we are out, like we, we are, we specialize in very outward motions. It's what we're really, really good at, which is Kevin, you know, you know, Daryl mentioned the grind earlier, a truly outbound motion sales organization is a grind and it's the most difficult thing to do. You know, if you, if you sit around, you know, pavilion or other, you know, groups and forums around chief revenue officers and sales leaders, 75% of them are spending most of their time talking about their leads, right? And how, and how and building their sales organizations around how much inbound flow they get and how many leads they have and how to best convert, right? So that, I think that's why marketing is being bundled in because so many, so many sales organizations are built, are dependent on the lead flow of a marketing team to be successful. That's true. <clears throat> Absolutely. I mean, this is the first time in my career I've had the opportunity to have a truly reasonable inbound flow of leads. All my prior experiences were pretty heavy outbound centric and to use, you know, to your point the the hard grind of outbounding and dialing and tons of emails every day. And, um, but I don't think every business has that dynamic. Uh, I have only been a part of a few that, that have actually had that, that luxury as I would call it. So it begs the question, you know, is that normal? I don't know. You guys tell me from your prior experiences, what, what percentage of your companies were, heavily inbound centric versus almost 90% outbound. Well, there's two answers to that. There's what do we claim to be? And then what is the reality, right? We claim that we're, we've got an inbound group and an outbound group quite often. Um, The outbound group could be a full cycle rep or it could be a SDR AE one, two combo. However, often when you look at their sales activity and what they're closing, 80% of it or more, is sourced from inbound activity. So, you know, are you truly a sales rep or are you just a really, really good, you know, order taker? And I don't want to be facetious, but that's the question. What I find interesting about how the world's changed, and this is when I knew the world had changed. When I was CMO, 
uh, before I took on the CRO role, I remember one day getting an email from an SDR. And he, the, the SDR's comment to me was, because we'd send an email blast out, and it was like, your subject line sucks, <laughs> and uh, your body's way too long. I bet you your open rate's probably only this. My open rate's that. If you need any help from me, let me know. I'm here to help you out. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? A sales rep quoted an open rate. Now, granted, they thought they had an 80% open rate, which we all know is bullshit, which says, yeah, you're just a classic sales rep. But the fact of the matter is they're thinking like a marketer. And that's when I knew the world had fundamentally changed. The whole sales had changed, which is why, by the way, I think we do need a role like a CRO. Now, is that a CRO role or is that the more historical VP of sales and marketing? But I do think you need somebody, and it could be the CEO as well, who physically ensures there's alignment in the experience across the whole buyer's journey. I genuinely do. I genuinely do. I see too many sales reps who desperately need the help of marketing when it comes to their messaging, and they all think that they're awesome at writing stuff, and they're not problem is marketers aren't either they write marketing they don't write sales crowd copy so there's lots of room for growth keep, here dude how do you keep the tension that needs to be in place between the sales leader and the marketing leader to ensure the pipeline is you know properly vetted right i mean our, our ceo likes to see you know a good sort of healthy tension between our revenue leader our marketing leader and our product leader um if we roll these under one person does that go away does it become you know, too friendly, and then there's not enough hard evaluation of, of the pipe. <clears throat> okay. Do you want to answer, Chris? You want me to go? No, I mean, I think that tension is, it, it's, it's a good question because I think it has to happen, right? What I think happens too much is that there's too much tension on one side of the fence, right? yeah. depending on which one of those leaders is the most dominant. Somebody usually pays the piper, right? And it's usually not sales. Right, like it's it's just not right. Marketing tends to take the brunt of, of sales misfortune, pretty pretty hardcore, you know. And it's and it, and it's 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 one of the worst things that I it's one of the worst things about sales that I've never liked, right? Just because we've become so reliant on. I mean, how many they've made movies about the leads being weak, right? Entire entire full length films about leads being bad. That's how that's how much of a thing it is that. But you know, so well, I, I think hat. And it kind of leads me into the question, and you kind of answered my question before I answered it, is if you were to start a company tomorrow and you were, or you were to take over as the CEO, would you hire, you know, would you hire a CRO? What would be your first hire to handle that flow? What stage company? What size revenue? Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's say, you know, let's say you're taking over, you're, you're, you're a SaaS company, you're about 20 million of ARR, right? You just got a nice round of funding. Your job is to just push the pedal down to grow this thing. You've got a, you've got good product market fit. You've got all the check boxes in place. You've got, a, you know, all of that. You're 20 million and now it's time to push the, put the gas down on the pedal. Do you hire a CRO or how do you do it? I have my answer. Kevin, do you want to go first? You want me to go first? I, I go VP or SVP of sales based on the tenure of the person. Uh, and also based on what's in place in the other organizations. Is there a CMO or a head of marketing, VP of marketing and, and or a, CPO or, or VP of product. I think it should be consistent across the organization so that they're on the level playing field and one isn't feeling like they're above the others. Uh, but to me, I'll go back to my point. I don't think you need a CRO until you're crossing at least 50, closer to 100 million 
just seems like it's an overstated title. <clears throat> okay. So my attitude, my answer is it depends. If I'm coming into a company that's at $20 million and the company is functioning, it's hitting its targets, there's a service level agreement between the two groups. They're respecting the service level agreement. The compensation plans are in place to drive the behaviors I expect of both sales and marketing. And the leaders have shown, you know, at least a year or more of collaborating and hitting their numbers respectively. No, I don't. If I'm at a $20 million company that I brought in because they've stalled, mm -hmm. yes, I do. Because that way, I, one person can affect the, a large percentage of my organization, my revenue organization. And I do it simply as a culture shock change accountability. Because how you grow to $20 million is very different than how you go from $20 million to $50 million, so to speak. So there's my uh, answer on both ways. So this way, I can't be wrong. Classic just second challenge, move. Just a it's a Canadian thing. <laughs> challenge it a little bit. Like, how do you not stifle the creativity of the marketer by putting them under sort of the more operational number centric salesperson? <clears throat> oh, that's a great question. Uh, creativity and outcomes are completely different things. All right. right. So he, all, all any marketing leader cares about is the exact same thing any sales leader cares about is how you measuring me. How's my variable comp structured? That's mm -hmm. how I'm going to behave. And based on that, it's going to be the variable comp will often be based on MQLs or what have you. And then from there comes the creativity. Now we can have different, you know, we can AB test creative concepts around advertising, inbound content, speaking, et cetera. But that's just, that's marketing science for lack of a better word. You're not going to, you're not going to stifle me. Um, where you might stifle me is where you say, my definition, sales definition of an MQL is they're ready to sign the damn contract tomorrow. Then I'll take it over. Then, yeah. then you're going to, then you're going to say for me because I can't do that. Fair point. <clears throat> so for me, it doesn't, I mean, obviously this might sound odd given my title, but I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm joining as the CEO, CRO. I, I do not believe there should be a single person who owns both. Right. And, and I think, I think having two minds again, and I would I would hire very specifically for each role, right? I would I would hire a very a really really strong process based sales leader to handle most of the acquisition flow, who could set very clear, detailed expectations for what needs to happen from a lead generation perspective, based on the TAM, based on the audience, based on everything, and and understand exactly what he he or she needs from marketing to drive that part of the business. And then I would hire a very creative, I'm going to use the word ballsy CMO, right? Mm -hmm. Who's willing to push the edge to make the brand just pop, right? And, you know, like, I don't, I don't, I don't like to use examples, but, you know, gong level, like, pop, yeah, right. Take Brilliant. risk, bold, you know, like that sort of thing. Cause that's, cause those are the two things that I think are going to drive the needle the most, right? The, the, the process oriented demand strategy, whether that's inbound or outbound and having someone who understands which it should be. Is your jam, is your, is your TAM huge and it needs to be a largely inbound flow? Is your TAM tight and it needs to be a largely focused, ABM focused outbound flow? And then a real creative person to say, I need this brand to freaking explode, right? And then my job is to make sure that they're, they're aligned and then the people in the trenches can handle both that are, that the people in the trenches are the ones that I want to be a little bit more hybrid. I want the sales rep who's always had a marketing mind. I want the marketing operations person who know who's also a Salesforce admin, right? I want I want the people in the trenches to be the ones that are that are 
unilaterally align because a i think it's easier to find especially with the upcoming generation and b i think having two heads of the monster create ends ends up giving you a very checks and balances right i was just listening to a podcast that had the two filmmakers lord and miller right the the directors of the lego movie cloudy with a chance of meatballs really really high-end creative really talented people and they spoke about the fact that there's two of them creates this constant sense of checks and balances whenever they come up with an idea they think you know does my partner what would he think of this right and having that collaboration between an svp or a vp of sales and marketing to where if sales wants to do something he immediately he or she immediately thinks what would marketing do and again conversely and, and building that alignment i think that's i think that's the secret sauce having one person up there that one unilateral person eventually that ego gets to the point where that person's making decisions based on bias and history and et cetera. and there's really no set checks and balances outside of the rest of the executive team and most of the other executive team isn't close enough to keep those checks and balances so that's what i do it that way okay so Having been, so let's, how would I do it? Having been the CRO and left and gone to be back to being CMO, here's what I can tell you my personal experience was. The upside of being that one person, A, I had both sales and marketing experience. So right away, that makes me unique. I understand that. However, that got rid of so much tension. The whole tension we're talking about actually got rid of a lot of tension in a positive way. So for example, if marketing made an mql that matched the lead definition that sales wanted so now it's sql and sales did not respond to that and the proper speed to lead with a proper number of touches and across multiple channels there was no pointing of fingers it was like no no this guy the director of marketing did their job you director of sales you you effed up all right let's just get this fix so it wasn't us versus them we were one team we had rules of engagement it made conflict resolution and alignment and processes so much easier so that's the good thing from a process side from a personal leadership side let me share with you my experience and this is why i went back to marketing it was freaking exhausting because marketers, the way they are designed today, for the most part, they're designed to A-B test. They're designed to have operations and marketing automation. They're designed to have data. They know their open rates. They know their benchmarks. They're designed to work as a team. You have the copywriters, the graphic designers, the ops people. They're used to that. You'd give them their orders, and for the most part, they go. And they never leave their box, which is a negative, by the way. Salespeople, complete opposite. They're like... I hate filling out crap in the CRM. I'm a, I'm a lone wolf. Don't tell me how to do it. I'm a really good salesperson. I'll tell you what the hell is going on. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a bit of a bro, but, you know, deal with it. All right? And so what you've got is when I was CRO, I was 60%, 65% of my time dealing with sales and letting market, marketing go on autopilot because I could. Sales is exhausting. Going back to being CMO, me as a leader, I'm in a much better spot so there's pros and cons to both but if i was starting one today to bring it back i would not have a zero why don't you become chief sales officer yeah, that's, that was that was my that was my my closing part man before we've got to take off you know i, I 
I don't, has that title ever existed? Did it, it has. Did it, just never took off. It was. Briefly. I see more chief growth officers than chief sales officers. Which makes <laughs> anything with the word growth in it. Next, you're going to see chief product-led officer. I don't know what the hell that means either, but there you go. Chief, chief, if you build it, they will come, officer. Yes. Chief, chief you're, we're going to give a label to what we've been doing for decades. Officer. Officer. It's going to be a chief, yeah, officer, to come up with all the new chief names. <clears throat> yeah. Awesome. Well, well gentlemen, um, it's been a pleasure. Um, I, I think I really enjoyed it. I, I'm, this is one of those opportunities where I think we could probably all sit on this call and, and sit on the podcast and talk for another hour and a half about these types of things because it's it's really fascinating. And, and I mean, I think collectively we've got way too much experience doing and seeing these things. So um, I definitely appreciate your time and taking your time out of your massively busy day outside of you know, Canada. I mean, we won't talk about how, what busy means in Canada, but uh, you know, um, for those of you, you know, yeah, Daryl was 15 minutes late. To, we started we started late to this recording, so yeah. Um, and then his camera was messed up on top of that. So hey, it was a, it was a whole process. It was a whole yeah, thing. Daryl's high maintenance. Um, I definitely appreciate it. Um, very humble that you were able to join us and uh, for the uh, the first ever uh, first ever podcast edition 1.1 of the Lab. Um, we look forward to coming at you with more episodes, bringing sales and marketing to the table to have a really candid discussion about hot topics for the B2B space. So Kevin McEwen, Mailgun, check them out if you guys are looking for ESP, um, email technologies, Daryl Prail, Girl Pulse, social media monitoring and management software. If you're looking for any of that, hit him up on, on, on your, his side. He'll most certainly qualify as an MQL, make sure sales follows up on it really, really fast. So um, I definitely appreciate you gentlemen. Um, thank you so much.